Welcome to Seeds of Hope. Listen now to this encouraging and uplifting message of faith and trust in our Lord, shared by Father Mike Moore. The moment I'm about to share with you is still in my memory very clearly, even though it happened back in 1982. At that time, I was just ordained a deacon. I was serving at St. Cecilia's Church in Clearwater, and one of my tasks was to go to visit the hospital every day. It was Morton Plant. And at one point in one of the days, I got a call on my pager that I was needed in a certain room. I went over there, and I met the husband of the patient, and he was very distraught. He was so anxious and worried about his wife. She hasn't responded in like two days, even though her eyes are open. Would you bring her communion? So I went in the room. I had the pics with the hosts in it. And I began with the sign of the cross. And she made the sign of the cross. And then we said the Our Father. She said every word of the Our Father. And then, as I held the host, presenting it to her, behold the Lamb of God, she opened her mouth to receive Jesus in the Eucharist. The husband was so thankful. In fact, I received a letter from him months later. His wife died the day after I was there. And he told me, even though his heart was breaking because she was slipping away from him, he also had such comfort knowing that just as she's about to die, she recognized Jesus. And she embraced him in the Eucharist into her heart. He said, I have no doubt where she is today. Can you imagine the comfort you would feel from that? Today is the feast of Corpus Christi, or as we call it in English today, the feast of the most holy body and blood of Christ. This feast goes all the way back 750 years. That's when Pope Urban IV established it. That's in the 1200s. And people back then, at that time, a number of them, felt there needed to be a special day just for the Eucharist. We need a day to celebrate this gift of Jesus in our lives. It's the core of our Catholic faith. We talk about it being the source and summit. The source means it's our food for the journey. Jesus tells us that in John chapter 6. If you eat my body and drink my blood, you shall have life eternal. And it's the summit because it's all about our heavenly food. It's about where we're going. It's a, it's a glimpse of that. It's like a foretaste. The core of our faith as Catholics, the source and the summit. St. Thomas Aquinas, brilliant mind. He got behind this as well. He was a big advocate for establishing this feast day. 
We need this feast day more today than ever. Now, I don't know if this is going to shock you. It did me when I heard it. Supposedly, they took a poll of Catholics. And they asked them, do you believe that Jesus Christ is really present in the Eucharist? Only 30% of Catholics said that they did. I, I was shocked by that. Of course, I started thinking about it then. 30%. Why so many who don't believe? Well, there's a number of Catholics who don't go to Mass on Sundays. And if I don't believe in the third commandment, I might also have trouble with, with this belief about the Eucharist. Maybe for some of them, they just don't know. When they asked that question, they didn't know, what does that mean, real presence? Maybe they just think of it as being symbolic or a memory of what happened on the Last Supper, not realizing what we actually believe. And then I think there's a large group of people who say, I can't see it. How can I believe it? It still looks like bread and wine. How can you tell me it's changed into his body and blood? So I think there's a mixture of those two groups. So I want to talk about two spiritual obstacles. One is, we might not say this out loud, but we might have it inside. If only the Eucharist wowed us. You know, when the priest was there at the altar, and when he held up the host and said, this is my body, there was a lightning strike and the crack of thunder, or the lights flickered. We'd like to be wowed. You know, that's what happened with King Herod. When Jesus finally goes to see King Herod, Herod basically says to him, I've heard a lot about you. Can you do a miracle or two for me? Herod wanted a show. And of course, Jesus was never gonna do a miracle like that. In fact, you could say, Jesus, born in a stable in Bethlehem, if God's going to come into the world, why Bethlehem? Why not Rome or Jerusalem? If Jesus is going to come to us to be really with us, why so simple? A little piece of bread, a little wine, so silent. It's the antithesis of any marketing strategy anybody would come up at any place on the globe. But it's the way God is, because God's not there for the show. He wants authentic relationships. And authentic relationships can only happen one-on-one. -on -one. Otherwise, it's not real. He wants authentic conversion. He wants real love. And so God comes in these simple ways. But St. Thomas Aquinas, he fell in love with the Eucharist. You can't talk about the 1200s without talking about St. Thomas Aquinas. The Summa Theologica, all the things that he wrote, the way his mind worked. In fact, somebody went back and tried to figure out, I wonder what St. Thomas Aquinas' IQ was, because he's so brilliant. So I don't know how they would come up with this, but I heard a number over 200. 100 is average. Really above 150 is genius. Over 200. Brilliant mind. And he also was a very holy man. Near the end of his life, he started to have mystical experiences to the point where he said something like this, everything I've written 
It's almost like a straw before the fire. Next to this, what I'm experiencing now. So he had the fullness. He had all the logic, the mind, the theology. He had the personal experience of conversion with God in his spiritual life. He loved the Eucharist. In fact, Pope Urban, when they named the feast day, he told Thomas, you're in charge of writing all the prayers and the hymns. And there's one famous one. It's one sentence out of that, all that mass that he wrote that's going to kind of have a life of its own. Because in this one sentence is packed so succinctly so much of what we believe. Here's the sentence. O sacred banquet in which Christ is received, the memory of his passion is renewed. The mind is filled with grace and a pledge of future glory to us is given. I think in the spirit of St. Thomas, there's a break in logic today. I think of all the people who say they don't believe in the Eucharist. If you ask them though, do you believe in Jesus? Most all the people who say they're believers will say yes. Do you believe that he is your savior and saved us all? Yes. Well, here's the break in logic then. He's the one who says at the Last Supper, this is my body. This is my blood. It's unambiguous. He didn't say, consider this my body. He didn't say, this is like my body. It's unambiguous. This is. In the sixth chapter of John, he presses the point, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has life eternal, and I will raise him up on the last day. And many of his followers went away. They couldn't take that. He turns to the 12. Are you going to leave me too? He's not taking it back. And Peter makes this great affirmation of faith. Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. So how can I grow closer to the Eucharist? This is the second obstacle. There's a principle in psychology known as habituation. It's in all parts of our life. Things that we consider most important if we're around them a lot, we start taking them for granted. Think about this for our families. People will talk to me, to others. They may say, oh, I love my family so much. I don't like that I get short with them or that I don't spend enough time with them. See, we're around them a lot. So we start to take them for granted. And once we take what we value for granted, you start to get distances, and then resentments come in, and worse. It's with the Eucharist as well. We get a chance to come to the Eucharist every single day, every Sunday. Can you imagine what would happen if we only had the Eucharist one day a year? We'd have to triple the masses. It's about habituation. It's the challenge with my family, my friends, the Lord. So how can I get closer? I just want to offer these four tips. First of all, ask to be like Marie in that story I told at the beginning. 
who embraced Jesus into her heart, ask, just ask the Lord, Lord, help me appreciate the gift of your presence in our midst. Number two, study about the Eucharist. You could just look it up online. Boom, articles will come right up. You don't have to read long books. Just read things about the meaning of the Eucharist in our life. Number three, make visits to church. At St. Jude's here, the Blessed Sacrament is exposed every day during the week, from 8.45 until 7 o'clock at night. And a lot of people come all through the day to spend a little time right before the Lord. And fourth, when you come up today and every day, come up the aisle, intentionally make a prayer. Lord, I'm about to receive you. Help me embrace you into my heart. One last testimony. A Japanese tourist was visiting Rome. And the seminarians who go to school over there are often picked to be tourist guides. They take them around St. Peter's Basilica. If you've ever been there, I mean, they have masterpieces laying around. Like the Pietà of Michelangelo. You see the beautiful humanity on Mary's face, her sorrow. You see the way Jesus' body is in her arms and he spent, he gave everything when he died. His arm is laying down on the side, almost near the ground. And in between his fingers is a fold of the garment of Mary, signifying the tenderness between a mother and a son. All that art. When the tour was finished, the Japanese tourist said to the seminarian, Tell me again about this blessed sacrament that you mentioned. Because they went by the tabernacle at part of the tour. And so the seminarian tried to explain what the Eucharist means to us. And this man who's not a believer said to him, if what you say is true, then this blessed sacrament is more precious than everything in this beautiful basilica. And the seminarian responded, yes. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with someone you know. God bless you. If you would like to subscribe to the Seeds of Hope Reflections, just search Seeds of Hope with Father Mike in your web browser or wherever podcasts are available.